Hey, welcome to Dream Stories with Michael and Elisa French. We're looking forward to talking to you today about dreams. Yeah, we love talking about dreams, obviously. That's why we're doing what we're doing. We are, yeah. And so, you know, uh, I, in thinking about what we talk about today, I had a dream that had been submitted on the website um, for interpretation that was very um, interesting to me, and it had to do with someone dying in a dream. And I thought, well, that's a topic that comes up from time to time and actually can be really scary to people. It is scary. I know that I've... Sorry, I hate to say this to you, babe, but I've had lots of dreams with you dying in it, so I don't... That's just because you wanted to collect the insurance. (laughs) No. I think what it is is that you've had to die to yourself a lot. It is, and that's what really most of the time those kind of dreams are about. And people get really nervous and think, I have a dream and somebody dies in a dream, does that mean they're going to die? That's a huge question I get asked all the time when I'm traveling. Yeah, I, I know that one of the dreams that I had, if, if if I can go ahead and go right into it, if that's all right, sure. um, is a dream one time, I remember waking up from this dream, and I was fully engulfed in the feelings and the emotions of losing you and i'm telling you it was it was more than i could almost bear i remember waking up and just sobbing and just wanting to hold you you know because it just was so real uh now that was probably 15 20 years ago now looking back i realize i can look back on that being a teachable moment as to what we're going to talk about today um but in that dream, I dreamed that you were, I'm going to try and describe it. You might can put it into better words than I can. But it was basically a car was sitting out in front of uh, my old high school gym. And there was a little parking lot there in front of it. And you were in a very nice tailored suit. And um, you were hanging upside down like your legs were bent over the um, the door. It was, you know not a jar it was actually closed on your knees so it was almost like you were hanging upside down on some monkey bars and so I could see your face and everything but anyway waters had come up and had flooded and you couldn't breathe you had drowned and so there you were you know just gone and I just remember feeling that and how horrible of a feeling it was and I wondered did that mean you were dying well and that's a natural I think first response to a dream like that that oh does this mean I'm losing my husband? Does this mean I'm losing my wife? Does this mean I'm losing my friend, my mother, my father, whoever it is? And it's, it creates fear and, and an ungodly fear, uh, an, yeah. an, an unnatural fear. Uh, uh, and so usually when people say I had a dream about a loved one dying or someone I know dying, one of the first things I tell them is, well, first of all, it's about 99% certain that dream doesn't mean the person is going to die. Right. That doesn't mean we don't have dreams where about people dying to prepare us that does happen yeah but that's not the most common interpretation for a dream like that and that wasn't what your dream was about no but honestly when if i'm putting myself back 15 20 years ago when i didn't understand it i'm thinking you know i hear things from god so is god trying to tell me that michael is dying you know that was my first thought do i need to be prepared you know what do i do and chances of you uh hanging upside down from a car and drowning is it's an odd thing. So you really should look at the dream itself. You know, you were in a tailored suit. You know, what, what what was it telling us? And I know at the time when I look back, I believe that was during a time when we were transitioning. We, we were newly pastoring. Our church had grown. 
um, you were practicing law. You're an attorney by trade, and so you were you were trying you were you were practicing your trade. And here you were in a tailored suit. So what does that dream tell me? Well, I mean, I think for you, for us, the tailored suit, because you know I don't like to wear suits now, so I wore suits way too long as an attorney. And so the suits, you know, spoke to the idea of the attorney. And we talk about, when we talk about symbols, cars, vehicles, often they're something that get us from one place to another. They get us to where we need to go. So real frequently they're about ministries or callings or life. Yeah. And so... You, you know, I think you're talking about ministry and law, and the, I'm suspended, drowning. I'm being overwhelmed by one. I right. can't get fully into ministry for being in the suit, the, the legal stuff, and it's beginning to get overwhelming. And that's exactly where I was at the time you had that dream. Right. We didn't fully understand how to interpret it at the time, but the dream was literally saying, you've got to make a change or this is going to kill you. Right. Uh, you know, spiritually speaking, right. metaphorically speaking, not literally speaking. Yeah. I mean, there. I, I was sitting here thinking, oh, why, why not this? Why that? You know, different ways that uh, we can have metaphors and dreams that mean something. I mean, there could have been another one. It could have been you holding uh, the justice scales and, you know, um, what, what could have been different in the dream. That would have drawn me to law as well. So yeah. you being in that tailored suit, I knew it had something to do with your work. Yep. You know, it wasn't like you were hanging there with a Bible in your hand and, you know, trying to preach a sermon. You know, you were hanging there, uh, you know, trying not to drown, and you were drowning, you know. So that that's really, it was like he was drowning. Make a decision, either be in law or, or, or uh, be in ministry. And we knew it was ministry. But it was like sometimes you need a little encouragement. That doesn't sound encouraging, really. It, it was traumatizing for me. But I think God had to make it such a strong dream for me to be able to pay attention to it that it caused a strong emotion in me, so I had to, we it, it got our attention. When back at that time, you know, that's another thing about dreams. We didn't understand what it meant then, but we made some huge sacrifices, leaving you know basically a six figure income to go to maybe getting by, hopefully getting yeah. by. Uh, was a huge sacrifice. And when we look back on that dream, understanding now what it meant, even though we didn't know at the time, it's a real affirmation that we made the right decision, that, you know, there it would have been very hard. It would have been overwhelming to try and continue to do both and things of that yeah. nature. So yeah. it's a big deal. You know, I think about the dream that that the was posted on the website. Uh, I'll just use a first name. Uh, Kayleen posted a dream on the, the Dream Stories website, and hers was really simple, too, in this regard. And it's, I see how it's easy to believe this could mean you're losing somebody. Her dream says, last night I had a dream that my husband died. Something happened with his heart, and it killed him. Mm. Just pretty simple. And, you know, that could having been a person who's experienced a heart attack, I can see how having a dream about somebody's heart, you, the first thing you would think, oh, my gosh, he's going to have a heart attack and die. Yeah. Uh, and, and she says, I've never been so bothered by a dream that I wanted immediate an immediate answer, and I can't stop thinking about it. And one of the reasons this topic came up is because that's metaphor. It's 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 really simple as a metaphor that there's some emotional issues or some things going on in his heart that he's got to let go of and die to, die to self. Yeah. Uh, and and that's a call to prayer for him. For him. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, she posted this dream. 
uh, you know, at the end of a month, and it was into the first of the next month before I saw it. And that sparked in me this thought, this is so, so simple, people need to know it. And not let because she went a week and a half, ten days worrying about this dream before I was able to interpret it and give her an answer, and that stresses me out. But that's the whole point of doing the podcast and the the blogs and the videos on dream symbols and all the things we do is is that people be able to understand things from themselves. We didn't know when you had that dream what it meant. She didn't know when she had this dream. But if somebody's listening to a podcast like this, maybe it keeps them from getting into that place of fear down the road. Right. And and I think that's important to mention that how do we respond to dreams when someone is is dying in a dream? We wake up and we we panic because we're feeling that emotions. It's just like she said, I really need an answer to this. I wanted an answer as to why I was dreaming that. And we just want to uh, offer you some words of encouragement that when you have that type of dream, it does not necessarily mean someone is literally going to die. And a good example of that uh, could be, you know, I'm just thinking about um, it's just very rare. I I, I have had a dream where someone... um, was different in a dream after they had passed. Can I go to that one? The dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is an interesting dream to me because, at the time, again, this was a long time ago, so it's very teachable for me now. But at the time, I didn't understand it. But we had a friend who had throat cancer, and uh, we went to church with them and everything. And um, they were actually uh, had been across the street from us because we had built a house. And our friends were building a house. He had done some things at their house. The house was completed, but I think he was revisiting for some reason. But um, Anyway, so I had seen him a few days before, so I thought he was doing okay. We knew he had cancer, but we thought he was doing okay. We didn't know how far along We didn't know how was. far advanced it was. And so uh, I remember waking up a few days later from a dream, and I dreamed that he was talking to me. And I was like, oh, you can talk. And he goes, yeah, I'm well. Because of throat cancer, he couldn't speak. He couldn't talk. He mm. was not able to talk. And, you know, he would kind of whisper, you know, or, or mouth words mm-hmm. to you. But this one, he was full on. Hey, Lisa, I was like, oh, my goodness, you can talk. I'm so, oh, my gosh, how did this happen, you know? And um, and then that was sort of the end of the dream. He said, I'm well, I'm whole, you know. Yeah. Five minutes later, the phone rings, church called and said, you know, you were a deacon, I think, at the time. And they said, we just want to let you know that your friend passed away this yeah. morning. And I was like, what? Yeah. I mean, and you think about that, that's a picture that that you get that, it was actually he was dying. Yeah. But it, the thing I think that's different there is we get into fear when we have a dream that someone is dying and then we're afraid they're going to die. But that dream, he wasn't dying. Yeah. He was healed. He was whole. Right. But it was different. It was a heavenly kind of experience. He was completely healed. Like when a person leaves this world and enters eternity, there's no sickness, there's no dying, there's no, they're healed, they're full, they're whole. And so there was much more of a positive picture there because that's the way God sees those kind of things, particularly for people who have a relationship with, you know, as a Christian, for people who have a relationship with Jesus, the, the death is not. A, a thing of loss. It's not losing, is it? No. We're really winning. But so many times I think we fear death and what it brings. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, actually a relative the other day by text, and uh, he said, I'm not afraid of dying. I, I'm just, I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I'm not afraid of dying. I feel like I have purpose here, you know. Uh, yeah. I just don't want it to hurt, you know. So we, we, we want to avoid pain, don't we? So right. how do we... How do we approach this? And I think one thing you can take away from this, there's many things, but one is don't panic if you have this dream. You right. can say, if anything, the Lord was telling me, I knew this was going to happen. Don't be surprised by this. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, the enemy didn't take him. You know, I mean, it was the Lord was comforting me and he was also saying to me pay attention i do speak to you in your dreams you know things i'm going to reveal things before they happen yeah that's a revelatory dream a revealing dream that tells you something you didn't know yeah uh it's a it's a picture of healing healing kind of dream that that says he's healed but but it's also one of those things that i love the fact it gives hope because if if our creator is going to reveal to us something that's going to be a loss. He wants us to be encouraged. He doesn't want us to be in fear and walk in, in angst and anxiety and stress over those things. Yeah. And I think having a dream where someone passes away, uh, because those are not that uncommon, would leave us constantly in a state of fear if we thought every time we had a dream that somebody passed away, they were going to die. Yeah. And, and, and I, I can think of another example recently of a dream where uh, the death of an individual was foretold by a dream, and it had nothing to do. In the dream, the person didn't die. Right. You know, we have good friends who uh, we uh, had, were visiting at the hospital with their father, grandfather, who was very uh, had been very, very ill, and I think COPD complicated things. And uh, was actually improving and doing a bit better, and we was still in intensive care, and we visited to just go see the family and visit with uh, with him and and just be there for them. And we went out to the intensive care waiting area after having been in to see him and pray for him. And they know we do the dream stuff and ask about a dream one of the grandkids had had. I think one of the younger right. grandkids had had a dream like a eight or nine or ten-year-old, I think, or maybe a teenager. I don't know. But it was a younger uh, grandchild had had this dream. Mm -hmm. And in the dream, they saw their grandfather completely well going home, yeah. back to their home. And I remember when they shared that dream, I immediately knew what the dream meant. But now as a dream interpreter, now I'm the one in the little bit of fear because <laughs> I'm thinking, how do you explain what the dream meant? Because yeah. I knew the dream meant that their grandfather was not going to leave the hospital. They were going home completely healed, as in entering into eternity. But that's really hard to, to convey when the dream's so hopeful and cheerful, and it seems as though this dream is speaking to somebody being well. Yeah. And you want to take that dream and capture it and say, that means they're going to be okay. Yeah. And you want to take the dream where the person dies and capture it and say, oh, my God, we're going to lose them. And yet they're opposites so often. Yeah. Well, I think you even, as you talk to the family, you, you were like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't say one way or the other. It could I mean, mean this knew, and it could mean that. Well, you you have to prepare the family. Right. And, and and sometimes you have to do it with ease. I mean, that's just part of pastoring, isn't it? You know, we're not necessarily 
pastoring a church right now, but we still have people. people. We're shepherding them, and they reach out to us and say, hey, you know, you go and you minister. So you you do have to be careful with how you present things sometimes, but um, I think they kind of knew. They wondered. I think they had a feel for it, and that's why when, you know, and that's how I took that dream is just to to say to them and to help them with the idea that, you know, it's it's just not a guarantee what that dream means. Yeah. I, you know, even though I felt pretty confident in it, I never am one to really just say, this is what your dream means. Right. It's this. Because if I get it wrong, I don't want God, who I believe reveals to me the understanding of a dream, yeah. I don't want him to have the bad reputation. If I if I blow it, it's, it's because I wasn't listening. Oh, it's that's because a good point. I messed it up. Oh, and we know? need to acknowledge that, don't we? Yeah. If we do mess it up, it's not something where we just want to say, oh, well, God missed that one. <laughs> yeah, no. God didn't miss it. It's us. The, the, so in that particular case, I wanted them to understand it, it, there's two possible meanings. This is what I think it could be. He's going home. But it could be, you know, he's going to go home. If, if the doctors choose to Dis, uh, discharge him in the next couple of days. You can, you, you know, and there's some fear. Is he going to do okay going home? Is he really well enough? You can be kind of confident he's probably going to be fine. Yeah. But the other option is this dream is preparing you, getting you ready. And I think the whole family knew that's what it was, even though he was improving. But it really didn't change the way we prayed, though, did it? Because no. I think we need to, especially having been in a, a church for years, pastoring for years, that's our history. We still pray because God tells us to pray for the healing, you know, and that's what the family was asking us to do: come yeah. and pray for him to be healed. And we did that, and he was healed. Yes, he, he was. was completely healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so God still answered your prayer in a way that where you where He says, "Pray, call for the elders of the church, call for people to come and pray for you, and that you may be well." Yeah, we did that. We were obedient on that, but we're, we aren't failing because. He went home to be with Jesus. Like you said, we're still winning when right. you pass away. That's right. You know? Well, you know, and, and I think about these kind of dreams, and they're, they're dreams that make people nervous. They're dreams that can create a little bit of fear. And so let me just say, hopefully what we've talked about so far has been an encouragement to you to understand, not to just jump to a conclusion. But you may have a dream and, and you know, not be able to figure out what direction it is going. Is it about healing? Is it about death? Is it about, you know, uh, entering into eternity? Is it about coming home? Well, you know, it's, you know, if you have a dream like that, uh, we have a website. You can post to that website on the Dream Stories website. It's mydreamstories.com. There's a forum out there with a place where you can post dreams for interpretation. You can post there. Right now, it takes me a little bit of time to get back to those, but we're doing a mentoring program and training people to help with that dream interpretation there. So hopefully that will time will decrease. But I mean, don't let it just drive you crazy. You know, ask a question, ask a friend, ask somebody who you trust, ask, put, post it on our website. Let there be some peace brought into those situations. Uh, you know, because we want to be helpful in that. What I felt bad about this dream that the woman had, Kayleen had on the website was it took a few days to answer. And that's what sparked me to this kind of a conversation being important. Mm. But if you hear what we're talking about, if you think through these things and they still are a little troubling or trying to figure it out, then ask the question. Yeah. Go, go out there, use some of the resources. Uh, we've got a lot of resources out there. I'll just sort of plug the things that are out there real quick while we're talking about the website. Yeah. There's a lot of resources there. There's 
videos that talk about how to interpret symbols. There's uh, written blog entries over about a year and a half period of time, and then there's the the back log of these podcasts that are now uh, posted there as part of the blog uh, episodes. There's forums to ask questions. There's things all that there at mydreamstories.com, or if you you know are more of a Facebook person, you can drop onto Facebook and search Dream Stories. And I think if you want to put it in directly, it's like Dream Stories Podcast, but you can search Dream Stories, and our podcast uh, page comes up real quick. All the videos, all the uh, podcasts are on there. And by the way, if you do one of those, if you go to the Facebook page or something to look at the podcast, click the like button, you know, click the share button. That's a big one for us. Make a comment. Let us know you listened. Was it helpful? It helps us to know if this is valuable to you. I mean, and the comments and the prayers are probably more important than anything else, but if you want to help support it financially, you can do that at those two places as well, the Facebook page or the uh, MyDreamStories.com. Yeah, and sometimes there's little nuggets there that helps you understand what we need prayer for. You know, we're looking for a place right now for a studio. I mean, we have a small studio right now. But we would like to have a place where we I feel can like actually a garage be at home. Bands right now because we we're, are. we're sitting in the garage. Yeah, the two car garage with two people podcasting instead of two cars. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was something else that I thought about. Um, I was thinking about how being in the South, how uh, someone who has passed away appearing in a dream could be considered necromancy. You know, that's something that we shy away from. Uh, uh, in the well, south, shy away from you don't have to be in the south for true. that to be something as a as a you know from our faith as Christians that's a no no you know kind right. of issue and a very very uh, uh, challenging topic as well exactly and I was thinking about uh, what led us into even interpreting dreams or understanding that of course I'm the dreamer who dreams like five or six dreams a night. But um, and I had to beg you to go to some of these classes because <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. But uh, we, John Paul Jackson became a mentor to us. He was known for uh, a lot of things, but one of them was interpreting dreams and doing it well uh, in a spiritual way that um, brings um, our Creator glory and honor. You know, and so uh, I had sh- I was afraid because I was having several dreams where people had passed away coming to me and either being in the dream or talking to me, and I didn't like it. I felt like I was sinning. And I remember asking him one time in a class, I'm like, oh, I'm confessing. How do I get this to stop? You I know? remember you about to cry trying to tell him about that. And that was a dream about Rich Mullins. Yeah, and I, when I, I had this dream about Rich Mullins having this, this amazing we were in this room, and he had this instrument hanging on his body. It was actually part of his body. It was it was like when he would breathe in. Um, I'm remembering more of the dream. As he would breathe in, there would be like this music that came forth, and then there were these two men that stood on the side of him, and they would run their hands up and down the sides of the instrument. It kind of looked like a an accordion, but it was huge. But it didn't look like an accordion. But that was kind of a sound that was coming it from. It looked like an accordion, but it didn't look like. Yeah, it. I don't. You know, I'm trying to think. I know, I know. Put it in perspective, and so it went from about his neck all the way down to his knees. So the two men on the sides were running their hands up and down it, and so was Rich on the sides of it. And as he was breathing, it was this beautiful music coming forth. And so I just remember thinking, oh, that was such a weird dream, and I shouldn't be dreaming about someone dying. And, you know, he was trying to tell me things in the dream. Well, it's interesting, too, because of all the musical things to it. And Rich Mullins was a worship leader, a Christian musician, 
uh, kind of on the fringes, yeah. what we would call prophetic worship, a right. very message-oriented music, songs that he wrote, yeah. uh, very intentional messages in his songs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and he had passed away and shows up in your dream yeah. as an instrument. Yes. He is the instrument yeah. in the dream. Yeah, yeah. I remember I titled the dream, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Because that was some of the music that was in in the in the dream too. Anyway, I digress. But I'm just saying it's interesting how uh, sometimes what we, are, we have in our spiritual culture keeps us from moving forward. I did not want to hear anything about, you know, someone dead being in my dream. You know, and I'd had one where my aunt appears in a dream and warned me of something when I was going out of the country. I'd had a dream 10 years before. I happened to be in Sweden with someone, and I, I'm looking around. Literally, I'm looking around, and I'm going, I've been in this church before. And then I, I started thinking about how 10 years before that, I had had a dream where my aunt, who had already passed away, had come to me and was sitting with me in this church and had warned me about something that was going to happen. And here I am. I'm sitting in this church in Sweden. Now, that's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. And that scared me. I didn't want my aunt to be in the dream because I knew she had already passed away. Well, you know, for folks who are listening to this dream as as Christians, it it may be important to insert something here real quick because we're talking about dead people showing up in dreams. We start off with dreams on death and dying. We're talking about dead people showing up in dreams. I don't think we have time in this podcast to get into that in too much depth. Right. But maybe we can pick that up in the future. But but I think it is important to, to raise uh, the issue that the difference between necromancy and prohibited things for the Christian faith of seeking out the dead relate to the idea of seeking the dead. Yeah. You know, we're pursuing it. We want something from the dead. It's a dream like that, like you're talking about, the dreams like you're talking about are different because you're not asking for them, you're not pursuing them. You have them because, uh, you know, dreams come from outside of us and they're given to us. And so God is giving you this dream with a deceased person in it. And that's different from pursuing it, going to look for an answer from the dead versus, say, God using someone who's passed away as a metaphor. Your Rich Mullins dream was a beautiful picture of uh, uh, that there was something more in heaven. There was the sound of heaven that couldn't fully be released in the earth. This was a unique, different uh, instrument on on him, something you'd never seen in the earth, a sound you'd not heard in the earth, but that God did want to bring it out through men, mm-hmm. through people who pursued him and loved him. Yeah. I mean, that was a beautiful metaphor picture. But then you have other dreams where your loved one or the deceased person shows up in the dream and there is their quote unquote, they're there yeah, and there's a message from them or whatever. Those are the kind I think people get really worried about. It's not the metaphor. Yeah. It's the ones where the deceased person may be bringing the message. Oh, well, it's necromancy because I'm getting information from a dead person. No, I didn't pursue this from the dead person. God used them because I could hear their voice yes. and that maybe they just represent God or it may be, it's actually that person setting the tone for setting something. Setting the tone for something. Yeah, it made me pay attention in the dream, and it's so much so that I remembered it ten years after I'd had it. You yeah. know, in a situation where I needed it, 
And so, so talking about necromancy real quick, um, the thing that we need to be careful of is that we, we're not pursuing something. That yeah. We're not saying, oh, I hope my loved one will appear to me in a dream. I wanted that. I wanted my dad to appear to me in a dream after he had passed. I, I remember you, and you had a dream, actually. You ended up having a dream with him. I did. It. I did. And so, yeah, there was a dream where he was all muscular, and he kind of looked like Legolas from Lord of the Rings. And, you know, it was beautiful. It was He was working, and he was busy. It was almost like he didn't pay much attention to me he was busy doing something to me i'm happy with that but you weren't pursuing going to uh psychics and trying to get them to talk to your dad you weren't pursuing god and saying i'm not going to be happy unless i can talk to my dad this was not something this was something god just you know would it be nice to know your dad is okay yeah yes and that's a natural feeling yeah it was it it was very become obsessive and that's where it becomes an issue that's concerning or can slip over into the realm of the occult or necromancy or things like that but when it's just that natural feeling and God honors it, yeah. there's nothing scripturally or biblically as a Christian, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But it is a very confusing area. And and like I say, something that's well more than we have time to take up yeah. today. So yeah. But just cautious. Just you know, don't pursue it. Allow it to happen. And then if God has a message in it, that's great. Yeah. And and the key thing to this is, you know, that we learn that, uh, you know, we don't let dreams become something that terrify us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we probably ought to talk about night terrors sometime in the future. But, but we don't let dreams become something that terrifies because they're a means God uses, our Creator uses to communicate with us. And He... he he wants us to be open to that and not get closed down. If fear jumps in there and it's a constant obsession of fear over dreams, we're not going to be listening right. in those situations. Well, the next time we do one on night terrors, that will be your topic because <laughs> I think you've had them more than me. Oh, my. Yeah, that's probably true. So. Well, that's all the time we have today. So we just want to thank you for joining us again. I want to remind you, drop in on us at our Facebook page or visit us on our website, Facebook. Just search Dream Stories on our website, mydreamstories.com. And we really, really do ask you, leave us a note, make a comment, share, like, pass on. If you're listening to the podcast on the various podcast listening services, share it from there post it places. If it's helpful to you, please let us know that. It really encourages us to know that we're uh, engaged in something that can bring some value to you. So uh, we, we just really ask you to do those things. And and with that said, uh, we're well out of time. So yes. we'll see you again soon. See you next time.